Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Hey, Jordan Harbinger here. Subscribe to the only show that will show you how to apply the world's greatest ideas from the most striking minds. After presenting more than a thousand interviews, I couldn't be more compelled to introduce you to the Jordan Harbinger Show. We've got spies and CEOs, athletes and authors from Kobe Bryant to Malcolm Gladwell, Tony Hawk and Howie Mandel to the chairman of Google, founders of LinkedIn and Instagram, antiquities smugglers, con men, brilliant scientists, national heroes, and even the head of the CIA. Listed as Apple's best of 2018 and countless other awards that, let's be honest, you probably don't care about right now. So come and have a listen for yourself and join me as we exploit the superpowers of the world's most incredible thinkers, amazing achievers, and iconic change makers with their insights delivered right into your mind. You'll get that blueprint of their brilliance each week so that you can learn to live what you listen. Subscribe right now to The Jordan Harbinger Show, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you're listening now. Napa know-how. At Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers, get a $25 prepaid Visa card when you get any Napa automotive battery. It's the best deal for some of the best batteries from some of the best car people around. But we might be a little partial. Anywho, pick up any Napa automotive battery and save 25 bucks. Do it yourself or have it done for you. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care Centers. While supplies last, offer NZ3120. Welcome back to Collider Jedi Council. I'm Christian Harloff, a.k.a. Darth Harloff or Harloff Minor, whatever you want to call me. Before I get into introducing our guests for today, I wanted to let everybody know, as I told you guys last week, now it is official, Jedi Council has its own podcast feed. So I know that a lot of people have already been checking this out. And this is the great thing. This is the, this is the first episode that, if you're listening on iTunes right now, this is the first episode that we have now uploaded to the feed and before we even did that you guys got us to be the number one tv and film podcast in all of itunes just from subscribing and rating it already anticipating us putting these on there and i thank you for that so make sure if you didn't know go to your itunes your link is in the description as well and you can find a lot of different shows, whether it's Movie Talk or, or Heroes. You look at all those shows. There's Schmodown. I have my new long-form show, 101, with Christian Harloff and Movie Talk, Mailbag, all of it. So go on over there and subscribe. But before you do that, check out our show. It's our Star Wars show. And I'm very excited today for two special guests because, one, you know him already. He's been here a lot, but we love to have him back. And it's Mark Yodi Riley. Well, I'm happy to be here, as always, Christian. It's been a while, and I, uh, I'm honored to be on the first uh, podcast one uh, dropping in with my sultry, smooth voice. It's good trivia. It's good trivia when that happens. Now, yeah. I'm very excited to have our guest on because I've known our guest for a very long time. She's been on Schmoes before, but she has never been on Jedi Council before. And it's really strange that she has not because she knows Star Wars as good as anyone. And I would love to talk to her more about it today. And we're going to. And she is from Legion of Leia, as well as now you have Sci Fi Fangirls. Yes, I do. It's Jenna Bush. Hello, Jenna. Hello. Thank it, you for having me. It's nice to have you. May the force be with you. <laughs> and you as well. All right. So we're <laughs> going to get into movie discussions. That's what we do first. It's all about Star Wars movie news. Anything happening with the films, we're going to chat about it, whether it's a movie that came out, whether it's one that's coming out, whether it's rumored movies, 
We're going to discuss it. Mark, what do you got first? Well, you want to talk about The Last Jedi, don't you? Absolutely. Yeah, because everybody uh, is talking about The Last Jedi, including Simon Pegg, who went on the Josh Horowitz Happy, Sad, Confused podcast. And yeah, Ray's parents came up again, as it's wont to do in our fandom. And he said this. Well, I know what J.J. kind of intended, or at least what was sort of being chucked around in regards to Ray's parents. I think that's kind of been undone slightly by The Last Jedi. I don't know. I don't know, as he laughs. I think Unkar Plutt is Ray's real father, he said in jest. (laughs) Now, here we go, opening up another can of worms. Christian, what do you make of this? We did a news article about it. Um, I'm getting pretty tired of... The, the, the miscommunications or, or lack thereof. Yeah. You're going to have to deal with it until Solo comes out. Gonna, <laughs> gonna, I mean, it's, it's what, oh, really what yeah. it is. You have to deal with it until Solo comes out, and then, yeah. then, then all the hoopla as we get closer and closer to Episode Nine. What I feel about it is, to rehash some of my points that I made on that news video, I think that Simon Pegg, as we know, is very close with J.J. Abrams. Sure. They have sat down with each other, and I think that Simon Pegg is even more so of a Star Wars fan than even J.J. Abrams is. And then that's one of the reasons that J.J. brought Simon along. I'm sure Simon knows a lot more about what Episode 7 leading into 8 was supposed to be, or even 9, from J.J.'s mind. I'm sure they sat around many times having conversations about it. So this, to me, is a political way of him saying, I'm I'm bummed. I'm bummed that that's particularly the way it went, because I liked J.J.'s vision of where it was going to go, and it kind of undid it. I like the kind of part, because that means that he is hopeful, like us, that that will be retconned in Episode 9. And I know that's not, I'm not speaking for everybody. I'm very aware that there are a lot of people who like the choices that were made, that that she was just kind of like the, that the, the, yeah, the family was unknown. Um, I don't like it. I kind of hate it. Um, but I also don't think that it is. I think that Kylo was lying to her. I think that that's one of the things about the dark side. Yeah, what do you absolutely. feel about all this? Yeah, I've, uh, I always felt he was lying to her. And the thing is, I, I'm really okay with it either way. I have to say I was a little disappointed when I heard, oh, well, they're nobody. In a weird way, when I read, um, when I read the Claudia Gray book, um, I thought, oh, maybe those are her parents. This was before Seven came out. Sure. But, but um, I mean, it would be so easy to retcon. It was so easy to say that he was just lying to her. And I think there's some part of most people that you want things tied up with a bow. I think you want her to be part of the Skywalker saga. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's – it's definitely a Skywalker. But I, I think secretly for me, some way or another, depending on how they explained it, Kenobi yeah. leading to it. Because yeah. just because of the way that they set that up with the, with the flashback in Force Awakens, that he's just been – these are her first steps. And I – Hope JJ has some kind of plan for that as well. I don't know. What do you think? Uh, I loved the idea that it was uh, that she was a Kenobi and that it was tied to Obi Wan Kenobi. I liked the the kind of the reverse that you know his master you know trained him and then he ends up being the master to the daughter, so to speak. Now retcon, sure. Kylo Ren could have been lying, yeah. but um, and I and I would buy that completely in an episode nine if JJ decided to do that. However. I find this really troubling and hard to believe. One, J.J. Abrams went on record saying he read the script to episode eight and said, I wanted to write this. This is one of the best scripts I've ever read. And that he almost felt like he missed out on directing episode eight. So how does that sync up with this? Is that if he had the idea that Ray's parents was a certain lineage and then it was all undone, somewhat undone, you know, I, I just find it really hard to believe that J.J. and Ryan Johnson didn't talk about this and that this is some shock oh, to, I, I, to Simon Pegg or anybody behind the scenes. Well, I'm not shocked at all. I think that I think yeah. it syncs up pretty well. I think the fact that Ryan Johnson said he was writing this 
before he was writing this while JJ was filming Force Awakens. Yeah. So JJ had his plan. All Simon Pegg is saying is that on set and, and, and before JJ had a vision of where it was going, Ryan Johnson, Kathleen Kennedy, if you listen to some of the stuff that was said, it was just like, take your vision, go with it, do, do your thing. And he, he, they collaborated. It wasn't more, it wasn't like Ryan Johnson saying to JJ Abrams, I'm going to just not do anything that you're talking about here. And I'm not going to even pay attention to anything you're doing. No, of course not. They, they spoke about certain things. Like for example, can you change the ending? For me, because I and and, and Luke and, was a, he was using the force. Well, not just, not just that, but the R two D two. Can you instead of using BBA, can you put R oh. two in there for me? Yeah, like that kind of stuff. They they move they move that around. But I think that the greater overall vision, because remember, JJ was not going to come back. Right. So to him, it was one of these. Here are my ideas. All right, good luck. You're gonna change it up. Fine. I, I, I'm I'm. It is what it is. It's not where I would go, but. Do your thing. What's he going to say when he reads the script? Of course, he wasn't, he wasn't scheduled to direct. No. He's going to say, it's a, it is a smart film. It is a good film. It's a, whether or not you think it's a Star Wars film or not, it's, it's a well-crafted, well-made movie. So I think that this makes sense to me. I don't understand why Simon Pegg would say otherwise. Yeah, and honestly, I mean, the whole, it could have been the plan the whole time to have him lie to her and then have that switch over. So, I mean, the, the plan through eight could easily have been, oh, he's going to lie, but the real truth is coming out in nine. And, you know, nine obviously had to be changed because of Carrie. So, right. I mean, I, I don't, it doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me. I, I feel like either way that it goes, I'll be okay with it. Sure. I think, I, I think it's just a matter of, the development and how it ultimately lands. Yeah. Because I think that very similar, and I'm going to throw a random reference in The Matrix here to where the first Matrix, I agree, I think that we're all in agreement that is one of the best movies. Oh, yeah. It's Absolutely. an incredible yeah. film. The second movie, when I saw The Matrix, I left that movie going, like a lot of people hated it, right? My, and I'm not just talking about the rave scene. Get rid of the rave scene. You're watching that particular movie. I left that movie saying, if the third one delivers, the second one's going to be even, it's totally. going to be much better. Yep. I feel the same thing with episode eight. I think that if nine does certain things, and like you're saying, Jenna, whether or not there's a good explanation overall of what happens at the very end, and she owns the fact that her parents are nobody, and it ultimately makes her stronger, and they deliver on that story beat, okay, you got me. But on the flip side of that, if then they reveal somehow that I get some kind of treat as far as well, this is who she really is. And yeah. that makes sense. Like, I don't want it to be something ridiculous, like, just for, for sake just of being sick. Yeah, it's yeah. like, oh, actually, she's Chewbacca's kid. What? Okay, no, I'm totally in with that. That's fine. <laughs> right. That's totally fine. <laughs> right. So, I mean, I agree with you. It's, it's, it's a matter of how they do it than anything else. But I think that, you know, we're just we're almost past all of this. We're almost past it. The, the May, the, uh, the solo is on the horizon, and that's what we'll be talking about. I'm hoping for the positive. I've got a, I've got a good feeling about this. What, how about you? Uh, for solo? Yeah. How I feel? I, I, I don't know what to, to think. Oh, we'll I, get into solo in a second. I apologize. Yeah, what's, yeah, what's no. Next? You want to go to next? Mm-hmm. Well, okay, let's go to Ryan Johnson because uh, yeah, we're still he the, said that, <laughs> yeah, still doing The Last yeah. Jedi. Uh, great new movies. They're exciting and fresh is the way for Star Wars to survive, he said. He was at uh, South by Southwest. Uh-huh. That's a, that was a tongue twister. Doing publicity for the, home's new re- uh, for the home release, and he said, when people ask me, don't you think people are going to get sick of Star Wars movies? To me, that question indicates that they're thinking of Star Wars movies as a museum exhibit that is wheeled out once a year so you can say, oh, I love this thing. Oh, I remember that thing. And yes, if Star Wars is that, people are going to get sick of it really quickly. So I found that interesting is that he's initially saying you got to change things up to keep it fresh. I think I just have a different philosophy on it. I think keeping it fresh is absolutely. Absolutely. 
But my thing is that I think that sometimes the hardcore Star Wars fan, like normally with a, with a, with a fan base, the hardcore part of it isn't large enough to sustain a business. It's like you have a hardcore group, and as long as they, if they're satisfied, great, but we need to get the larger audience because, you know, we, we can't sustain that way. It's like even, I hate to say it, like Star Trek. Yeah. Star Trek, you've got to get more of like the uh, more mainstream people on board. And that's ultimately what they did. And they switched it up and made, and that's what pissed off a lot of hardcore fans yep. is because they changed it. The first JJ was more Star Wars than it was Star Trek. The difference with Star Wars is Star Wars hardcore fan base is big enough to sustain. Yeah. And, and it's also to spread out. I think that it's a danger for them to go away because you look at what's happening to a lot of the hardcore fan base. They're the ones who are revolting. I take, I take issue with people saying that fans that don't like it ha- just didn't like it because uh, it didn't go the way they wanted. I think that's unfair. I yeah. think that there's certain Star Wars traditions that Star Wars hardcore fans have. You can be different. And I think you have a better chance to do it in a movie no one knows about. Yeah, I totally agree. And look, I mean, when I, every time I hear, oh, we're going to get three more. I'm like, oh, God, do we need three more? But if you think about it, if they're good, then cool. And I, like, I'm a big fan of the a book series um, by Anne McCaffrey. And, it, you know, there are the, the main three books. And then there are offshoots. And it goes through generations. Mm-hmm. And... When I was a kid, I remember thinking, oh, God, I don't know if I want to go 20 years down the line. I don't know if I want to think about what's happening on the other side of the planet. But I ended up loving all of them. And I think the, the big thing is don't churn them out so any of the quality is lost. Mm-hmm. But, I'm, I mean, I've been reading the Star Wars books for years, um, you know, comics, all of that yeah. stuff. So I think it's perfectly fine. Like, if, you're gonna, if, if you do it well, it can be part of the Star Wars universe. I completely agree with you. I think that that's, that's the thing is that if you start churning out ones that are low quality, then people will get sick of it. There's yes. no doubt about it. But if you give me, like, so if this, and I'm still saying, I think that is also, to be fair to Ryan Johnson, it is unfair. Like, if you hate Last Jedi, it is unfair to judge the new trilogy just on Last Jedi. It is because you've got to go back in time and look at his stuff like, like Looper. Like, if he puts a trilogy, and I've said this before, if he puts a trilogy in the vein of, like, Looper, and that kind of feeling goes away from, like, some of the silly jokes and things, too, I think that we can get a really great new Star Wars trilogy, and, they'll, and Star Wars fans are forgiving as much as they're, yeah. they are, can be, yeah, what are you doing? If, you make a, if he comes back and makes a great first movie, they'll go, all right, we forgive you. That was pretty awesome. Yeah. So I want to see him do that. I, I disagree with the notion of, uh, of that, peop- that, that people are going to get sick of it just because, and I think that making it, and that's not necessarily what he's saying. He's saying changing it up and making it different and fresh, which I think we're all kind of saying. How do you feel about yeah, it? Yeah, I, I think his, look, there's a, there's a couple of things. With The Last Jedi, he did something very interesting, even for a hardcore Star Wars fan like me, made me think, made me really think. I couldn't sleep the night I saw Last Jedi because it was so radical and different. I totally agree with you that Star Wars fans need some, there's some traditions in Star Wars that you kind of expect and want. And that The Last Jedi bucked that. I get it. So his maybe sensibilities, I'm fascinating with his new trilogy idea because I think that's his sandbox that he could really just stretch his legs and do something interesting and different. Right. So when you look at The Last Jedi, it's like that, that was really different. It goes to your previous point with the first story. Let's see what happens with Nine because I think it could tie it all together in a nice bow. The big stuff that I'm having issues with The Last Jedi is when I say I like it, I get – 
severe pushback yeah, saying no, a, you shouldn't. Right, and that's not and, a, and that's that's, that's beside the right. point. If you don't like it, let's let's talk. That's fine. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Right. It's when you're yelling and screaming at me, telling me I shouldn't like this, and trying to change my opinion. That's like, what are you doing? Go outside, smell some flowers. Your right. opinion sucks. Yeah, your opinion <laughs> sucks is what I can't. Yeah, I can do not right. come at me with that. Well, and I think that and again, I think that that'll all subside because I I, I don't think that fans were ready. For, I think everybody went into episode eight thinking, we're going to love it. Everyone's going to love it. It's Star Wars yeah. fans are the best. And when everybody didn't love it, and when there's somebody who did love it, it caused a bit of a divide. Now, the thing is, though, you can do a movie that's different and stay inside. Because what was the biggest criticism with Force Awakens is that it was not different, right? right. Is that, it was a that remake, it was very, they said. That's what they said. Yeah. And I happen to love the Force Awakens. But, but you can see the arguments that some people thought that it was just too familiar. And then you get The Last Jedi. Way too different, right? The yep. one movie, though, that was different and felt inside of Star Wars, even though I probably like it a little better than Last Jedi, is Rogue One. Yeah. Rogue One was the most Star Wars and the most different because it, it, it completed everything leading up to Episode Four. There were no fans that were really, I mean, they, they, they were fans maybe that saw the movie. Like, yeah, it was okay. There was no character to character development. I happen to feel the character development was lacking, but felt like Star Wars. Yeah. And I think it felt like everything about it, like at the end, the way it links into with, with Leia and that particular scene, Va- the Vader stuff, the Tarkin stuff. I mean, it felt like Star Wars. Yeah. It still was a bit different. I think they need to stay on that type of storytelling. Do you? How do you feel? I do. I, I agree. Um, the other thing is I, I don't mind seeing other planets. I don't mind seeing other parts of the world. Right. I was reading uh, – I read Moving Target, which is the, one of the Princess Leia mm-hmm. books mm-hmm. That, that is canon now. Mm-hmm. And um, – there was a scene where she's on a sort of a resort planet and she's like, you know, people are in bathing suits. And, you know, she's thinking about, well, do they not know there's a war going on? But in my head, I was like, well, it's really interesting to see that because there could be a war on the other side of Earth and we still go to the beach and do things. Right. And I kind of like the idea of knowing what else is going on around the galaxy. So, you know, that's fine. But if you keep it with that feel, that same Star Warsy feel. And yep. honestly, like Last Jedi, I I loved it and I know I'm going to get yelled at for that. I'd get yelled at either way. But but I did love it, but it still even though it was very different, it still felt like Star Wars. And right. so no matter where you go in the galaxy, as long as it has that feel, I think you're fine. Mm-hmm. I I think that the standalone movies are where you do test that kind of theory of doing something different and you're absolutely right. I think what Rogue One did so different is that, spoiler alert, everybody dies. Yeah. I mean, it's right. a sacrifice movie. Balls, it's yeah. a, it's a yeah. war movie. They sacrifice for the greater good, right? And that is something we haven't seen before in the Star Wars universe. Right. And to know, going through, we all predicted, are they all going to die or are some people going to... But then where do they go with the rebellion? To have that last shot of you know them sitting on the beach with the Death oh. Star coming at them is sure. a beautiful... Very deep impact, too. Yeah. Deep impact, yeah. sure, yeah. but a very beautiful ending yeah. um that is a chance and yeah. even uh, tony girl came out in a in a d- article that just dropped was that he came out and said we had to do this you look at it and it's like a star wars movie it's a war movie but it's about sacrifice so right. they have to die yeah i mean and not everybody has to die in every movie and that's sure. what saying, yeah, but you it's know, just depending on how fits it fits the, the story, story. Right. Yeah. absolutely big question is that resort planet on moving target was at harloff minor of course. No, it was. Oh, no, good. I, no, no. I, I think it was. I, I actually think. I actually think it was. I, she goes there. I think she goes there in uh, Bloodline, not Bloodline, in the Leia novel. 
Oh yeah, do, yeah. do we know what Harloff it's like a, it's, it, yeah, it's like it's a, like a it's vacation like, planet. It's like a vacation planet. It's a okay. resort planet. I'll, so. I'll vacation there. It's yeah. So <laughs> hopefully, uh, I, well, I, both both Pablo Hidalgo and um, and others have told me they're going to blow it up in a movie. So, all right, what's next? <laughs> all right, we're gonna we're gonna finally move on to Solo, a Star Wars story. Ron Howard is taken to Twitter. And he's been great at updating everybody about, you know, once he came in and took over for Lord and Miller, the first thing he did was show, here's a shot from the set, and he threw away his lunch. And I thought that that was a great way to say, here's what's going on. So what he did was he said, we're locked. He's edited the movie. He took to Twitter and said, last bit of scoring, final sound mix, all happening this week, exciting uh, VFX finals looking great, as is 3D conversion. He shows he's, uh, he's at the scoring stage with John Powell. It, it's a great thing that's happening right now. I picture him when he tweeted that out, like Stryker an airplane with the sweat coming yes. down him. as it, Right? <laughs> like he's finished it. Um, yeah, but I, also I don't know if, if Ron Howard sweats. Uh, he just doesn't, he doesn't look like no, he sweats. No, probably not. He probably just doesn't not. seem like anything phases him. He glistens. Him. Yeah, and that's, yeah. Why they, and that's why they hired him. Because they, <laughs> they hired a guy. They, they brought him in because A, friend of the family. B, he does not. Because he, he glistens, as you say. Yes. Um, but he comes in. It's like it's just this calming dad feel. Yeah. Uh, and this is what has happened <laughs> so far. I believe the rumors as far as the 80 to 90% of what was reshot. It feels like it's, it's going to be a different movie for what they – well, a different movie – from what was previously shot, but the script, I think that him and Kasdan probably came to an agreement, shoot my script, because that's not what was happening before. So shoot my script. And from if, if the rumors are true about this particular script, it's one of the best Star Wars uh, screenplays ever written. That excites me. And I am really, I haven't loved the trailers, but I am really excited to see this movie more and more. I'm getting pumped for it. I know that we, get, we got like some kind of projection that it was going to make 150 opening weekend. Yeah. That's great. I hope that's true. I hope that the tracking sticks, and I hope that it hits 200, and I, and I can say, boy, was I a dope, because I thought it was going to be the lowest uh, amount of money for any Star Wars, and I, I have never wanted to be wrong more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, I think a lot of times when you, you know, as a critic or as a reporter, you get a lot of people saying, well, you just want to hate it. I'm like, no, I, I no don't want to spend yeah. two hours in a theater watching something I hate. I do not. I have to do that a lot. I want to love it. And I, I have to say, I've, you know, I've, I've said that I wasn't excited about it a couple of times because the same thing, the trailers. Not really into the trailers. Right. But that does not indicate what the movie is. That indicates the trailer house that made the movie is maybe not my favorite. Um, but... I want it to be awesome, right. and I'm I'm on board for it to be awesome. I'm excited. We're rooting for it. Yeah. It, just, it just happens to have. It's just there's a lot of things <laughs> that have happened with the movie. Yeah. It's also a movie. I think I feel like you and I talked about it a long time ago. Uh, I don't know if it was far, far away or something in general that we were talking about the standalone movies that could happen. Yeah. And there were always rumors about Boba Fett, Yoda. Obi-Wan, Jabba the Hutt, and Han. And I remember that we all said the same thing. Obi-Wan would be the most interesting, but it was was Han and like Yoda was like, "Eh, you don't need those movies. No. But they made it. Yeah. We're Star Wars fans. We're not going to be like, we refuse. No, I'm not going to see that. We're not going. I'm not going to see that movie. Of course we'll see it. And if it's great, I'll see it two, three, four times in the theater. Um, And I'm also looking forward to 
John Powell's score. Yeah. I think that that's going to be something interesting. I want to see what someone other than John Williams and Kevin Kiner can do with the score. Giacchino, I'm giving a pass on Rogue One because he had two weeks to do it. I didn't love that score at all, but I'm giving him two weeks. They gave him two weeks to do the thing, so I'm not, put, I'm not putting him under the microscope because he's a brilliant composer. Um, what do you think about this? I mean, you know, when at first he, he's been tweeting a little bit about this, there was getting some pushback about like, oh, he's just now finished? Oh, my God. Welcome to filmmaking. That's normal. Right. It's so normal for all, this. He had to do 90% of reshoots. <laughs> yeah. Yes, and when you, and you look at 90% of reshoots, you know, come in, you know, they originally said, oh, I'm just doing two more weeks of principal photography and then some reshoots. Right. That was a PR spin. He had to reshoot the entire movie almost, yeah. obviously. So this is normal. And he's doing it without, as we said, breaking a sweat. Right. He's like my dad coming in at a family picnic and he's like, ah, don't worry, I got the grill. And he just handles it. Right. And I love that about him. And he's also having fun. So as far as what the movie's going to be, we've all, you know, I'm not crazy about the trailers either. I was like, oh, how are we going to do this? I'm not crazy about um, Alden. Alden. Yeah. I'm not seeing it yet, but I'm also reserving complete judgment until I see the right. movie play out. So I'm very excited about yeah. this. There's a lot going for it that I am interested in. Well, I've already decided what I've told myself with Alden is that I know he's a good actor. I mean, I've, I've, we've yeah. seen him. Be great. I, I'm, I'm going to accept his interpretation. Uh, I'm not going to look for Harrison Ford. I don't yeah. want to see an impression. Yeah. We'll get in trouble doing that. Yeah, I think that's, that's one thing. But what I'm also going to tell myself is let the rest of the cast take you on the adventure because and if he happens if i if i come out of it going whoa i wasn't really paying attention to, i mean i wasn't really worried about what he was doing and i'm glad because he knocked me out of my socks that that's something i'm excited to hope for but i want to see what chewie's doing at that stage i want to see uh, lando i want to learn these yeah these new characters i want to see what woody harrelson's all about so and these new planets yeah. i want to go on a star wars adventure and i don't have necessarily need Somebody doing a, a Harrison Ford impression, and and if he doesn't lock me in, if I don't, I'm not going to keep going. Well, that's not Han. I'm going to say, okay, that's not Han. It's not the guy that I. It's, it doesn't feel like the same character, but I'm going to get over it, and I'm going to follow myself on this adventure. It's if that adventure doesn't pay off, that's the issue. Totally, yeah. totally. And I mean, I, I guess I had the same sort of feeling when Chris Pine took over. You know, right? For, yeah, for, right. Yeah. yeah. So I, I sort of, I mean, I he didn't do an impression. He just, but there were little bits of things that popped out sure. that looked like Shatner, and that was fine. And I just, <laughs> if I don't, I, I agree with you. Like I don't feel like he has to be perfect Harrison Ford copy. Right. Um, I don't want to see a completely different thing, but and also I don't think we've seen enough of him in the trailers right. to really judge his performance. Like I loved him in Hail Caesar. Would that it was so simple. He was great in that movie. Yeah, he yeah. really was. I see. The thing is, I don't want to see any of Harrison Ford in him. I want to see Han Solo in him. Yeah. I want to feel like I like, – and again, if I don't, then, then I don't. But what I want to see is – like, because when he does that bit at the end of the trailer with the, oh, I thought we are going to be – whatever he says, mess up. Oh, we're okay. We're all right. It didn't feel like Han. Right. It didn't feel like Han to me. But it's a trailer. Yeah. So let's see how the trailer pops. And if he starts to maybe then develop the personality a little bit more because I was always – confused i thought it was like two years before but i think it's like five or six years before now so it's kind of leading into him being the more of the the I don't know whether he's heartbroken at that time we meet him in episode four or whether he's just over it all because we, we're gonna have to see the big heart we know that han has a big heart yeah i don't know how they're gonna develop it but i'm i'm, I'm finding myself more and more excited to see this movie as the days get closer also it's close to my birthday so oh mine too okay. yeah all right Have fun. Yeah. May 30th. May 18th. All right. Yeah, we're going to do it. My brother's birthday, too. Happy birthday, Brian. Yeah. In case I forget, on May 18th. You get a new Star Wars movie, everyone. <laughs> and Kevin. What's going on? 
Uh, okay, so we're going next, finally, to Episode 9 Talk. And John Boyega was uh, sitting down with our own Ash Crossan. I've heard of her. Yeah, she yep. was uh, at Awesome Con, and she was getting to uh, you know coordinate this panel with him, talking. And he said that uh, – uh, he said, I haven't read the script for Episode 9 yet, but Daisy – did shoot me a text saying, oh, my gosh, I just heard from J.J., and we're back together. That's what I'm really excited about is Finn and Ray back together, which makes a lot of sense. What do you think about this? I think so, too. I think that as long as – because that kind of is what – the one interesting angle that I thought they did with Finn in Last Jedi was that his mission was always to get back to his friend. That was his, yeah. There was a story that she was the one that ultimately set him on this path to wake himself up. Because he wanted to get the hell out of there, he wanted to be out of it, but it was her. It was it was something about her that he was, and it wasn't necessarily a romantic thing. I mean, he cracked those jokes about the boyfriend and stuff, but that, that wasn't what it was about. It was there was a connection. It was something that she brought out of him. And even when the first thing he was protecting her in the woods, and the first thing he does, he thinks it's about her. So I like the idea that they that that's that's always been the angle for him. Even when he goes on the mission to Canto Bite. The mission is to complete this mission so my friend doesn't come back to chaos. Yeah. That was the thing I loved about what they did with Finn. The other stuff we talked about it off air, yeah. I think it was kind of uh, underutilized. But I think that when you bring him back with her, and their chemistry is incredible. Oh, it's so good. And the fact that um, J.J. was the one who paired them up in the first place, I think that he will now, I hopefully, I didn't think his chemistry with Kelly Marie Tran worked at all. Um, I hope they kind of go away from that storyline it's been five years so maybe they tried it and it didn't work you know and like yeah, yeah and, they, and now they now they and he's he's now paired up fighting the fight with ray i don't need them paired up the whole entire movie but i like that they're back together yeah i love their chemistry they're so much fun together that was one of the few things that i was not really thrilled about with with last jedi i love them together they're so much fun together their their banter's really good yeah. and i mean i look I, I love Rose. I do. But I don't necessarily want to see them together again. Um, and also, this is totally random, but that's the Harry Potter part of that film. Yep. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. Even the music? The Canto Bite? 100%. Yeah, it's totally Harry Potter. Yeah. Um, but I, and Mixed I with prequel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I saw more prequel than Harry Potter for me. It was the music that did it. And I thought the creatures seemed like Harry Potter-ish, yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah, but I think... Um, I don't care if there's romance. I really don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't need it. I mean, fine. If it's there, that's cool. But I don't need it. I just want to see them hang out. Yeah. And plus the fact they kind of set up the romance with Poe. Yeah. And I think that, I mean, in the book, in the, in the Force Awakens novel, there is a clear hint of, yeah. of a meeting and some kind of chemistry between Ray and Poe. And then they, Ryan Johnson kind of retconned that. He, well, he retconned episode seven. They're standing next to each other. And he's like, oh, hey. <laughs> now I remember you. Um, now that you can move rocks, uh, and then he, he. So the two of them, I think that, that we're going to focus on that as well. I think what we could get is a Return of the Jedi type scenario, to where the three of them, Poe. I want to see Poe, Finn, and Ray together. Yeah. Let's do that. Let's yeah. create the new big three <laughs> yeah. um, because we haven't had that yet. Not at least go on a mission. So that would yeah. be cool. Am I crazy? You think that's going to happen? No, I think it. it look, there's echoes in this in the Star Wars universe from movie to movie even in, in the middle prequels attack of the clones obi-wan and anakin split up right. you yeah. know in the in empire strikes back they all split up you know luke goes to dagobah han and leia have to do their thing this is a very similar kind of thing they go on a mission ray has to go be the luke and train so what happens in the third movies they come back together to defeat the enemy and i right. think that's exactly what we're going to get and i want more of that too i want poe Finn and Ray, yeah. and see what that dynamic is because yeah. that's what we haven't gotten yet. And I would like to see. I don't need a, a romance between Finn and Ray. 
I think it's come in between Poe and Ray. I think so, too. And uh, we're going to see what happens there. Right. Um, they'll probably have, uh, if it's five years from now, Finn will probably be married to Rose or they're, like, deep in a relationship. Yeah, I hope we'll that see. doesn't happen either. <laughs> What's next? What's next? Therm it? scissor punch. Uh-uh. uh-uh. That's it. Uh-uh. Two words. Therm oh. scissor punch. Wow. Let's just hope he's not a big character. Therm. <laughs> That's an associate. Scissor punch. I mean, that, that's, it's a very typical kind of dopey. There's, there's been very dopey Star Wars games <clears> in the past. <laughs> this, this takes it. This, this wins. This is what this is Austin bad. Powers would say when he's right. taking on an enemy. Yes. Scissor punch. Right. Hello, <laughs> Scissor punch. I'm and, never going to not see that in my head. Right, right, right. And yeah, so to, to expand, it's the Denny's new solo tie-in campaign. Right. There was a big event at El Capitan. Everybody got these trading cards. And the first thing they noticed, well, here's Han. Here's Lando. Here's Therm Scissor punch. Here's what? Right. <laughs> and it just sticks with you. Yeah. <laughs> There Sorry. are some goofy ones. It's just, even the first name's weird to Therm. me. Like, hey, yeah. Therm. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. Poor Therm, though. I mean, he was He's just like, not. General. He, he was just not lucky in life. It's like, what's your first name? Therm. Um, All right. Well, you gotta have a better last name. What's, what's the last name? Scissor <laughs> punch. Oh, Can you just call you Ralph? <laughs> I'm gonna call him Ralph. Yeah. That's it. I mean, the, you know, there yeah. can be, you know, <laughs> Ralph Scissor Punch. <laughs> I mean, there's some great names. Ralph in this, You know, <laughs> Ralphie S. You know, but, uh, you know, when you hear Boba Fett, you know, before right. you see the character, maybe, you see, you hear Boba Fett, you know, what? You know, Boba Fett. Right. But it, it's right, different in the set, in, in, in the sense that it's, you know, you put these two words together that don't make much sense. But when you take scissors and punch, yeah. what was the, what's and the you put it together. name in the prequel? Yeah, like Sleaze Bagadino or something. Uh, Sleaze Bagadino. It's but like. This, but, this is, but this is why this is why I don't have an issue with it. Because, like, what's it? Sleaze Bagadino. Or whatever, yeah. Right. You like only that. know that because if you're a hardcore Star Wars fan and you do the research on it, you find out the guy's name and it's a joke is Sleaze Bagino. <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't say it in the movie. Yeah. You never really hear. And if he has a card, great. Now, if Therm Scissor Punch is a crucial <laughs> member, it's and it's like oh. you, you can't have a a scene that's got a lot of stress. And it's like where's Therm? <laughs> it's like oh, you start cr- <laughs> in the theaters. I think Therm Scissor Punch is going to be. Like a, he's going to walk a, past gonna like camera a, once. He's going to be like a jobber yeah. wrestler that you never yeah. really even hear of. I don't care. Yeah, and it makes me think of Lobster Thermidor. I don't know why. I've never eaten <laughs> that in my where life. Came from. It's so. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't care. It's like if he's if he's a big part of the story, yes, but it's a stupid name. Yeah, it's, <laughs> Anakin Skywalker, meet Obi Wan Kenobi. Han Solo, meet Therm Scissor Punch. <laughs> right. How are right. you gonna? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like I right. I will I will bet money that that's not going to happen. No. Is that it's going to be no. that no. one character? You're never going to say his name. No. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's just it's just it's just cool for the it's for, for, it's for children. It's yes. like you see that card, the kids get the cards and they get Therm. It's like <laughs> I got Therm Scissor Punch. Good for you. Yeah, All right. that's a great kid voice. By right. the way. Thank I you. like it. What do you got? Well, it's uh, what's the deal with Cody? Oh, that's me. So we're doing that. All right. So thank you, Cody. <laughs> Cody, it's time for what's the deal with Canon? I mean, come on. It's time for what's the deal with Canon? We're talking about things that relate to the movies, comic books, novels, as we've been talking about, video games, TV shows, theme parks, whatever it might be. We're going to talk about it. What the hell you got? Yeah, well, I mean, to tie into Solo, Disney's getting ready to do the Star Wars Galactic Nights. And sure enough, Therm Scissor Punch is going to be there. No. No. Uh, Solo a Star Wars story. Solo a Star Wars story will be featured at uh, the Hollywood Studios. 
uh, Star Wars Galactic Knights event at Disney's Hollywood Studios theme park. Uh, I like that Galactic Knights. Did you go yeah. last, last no, year? No, I didn't get to go. It was so good. It made me sad. It was cool. We got to yeah. go for when we were there for Star Wars Celebration. I've never been. It's it's the, not to the – it's the Orlando one, right? Yeah. yeah. Never been to there. Okay. Now. All right, yeah. yeah, we went last year. It was fun, and I, I'd like to I'd like to experience that again. And I think that this is a this is a fun thing that they do when it comes out every year. Mm-hmm. Um, although we are going to from this to episode nine, we'll have our biggest break since the yeah. new era, since the new republic, if you will. It'll be a year and a half, um, and I, I dig it. I, I like that they're doing this with, with Hollywood Studios. So are you going to go this year? I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Yeah. I would really like to. Um, it depends on many things. Do they not do it in Disneyland here? There's got to be some plans, right? I would assume so. I mean, it would certainly be easier for me to go if it's here. Right. That's what I was kind of thinking. Do the research on that, right? Let's find out what's going on. Yeah. Well, at least uh, they're going to have Chewie over there. Uh, He's there right now. I will go wherever Chewie is. No, the actor that played him is going to make a special appearance. How do you pronounce his name? Junas Sutamo? You got it. Sure. All right, so he's going to be there. He's going to make a special appearance. You yeah. pronounce it Therm Scissor Punch. Right, yeah, right. Therm Scissor Punch. <laughs> That's going to be right. – uh, we're going to be hit up with hashtags all day today. Right. Oh, therm yeah. Pictures of a thermos with scissors, scissors on his hands. <laughs> Please send those. Please I send memes of a thermos with scissors on his hands. <laughs> all right. All right. With, with Edward Scissorhands hair. <laughs> <laughs> that to me is Therm Scissor Punch. Someone make it happen. Right. Oh, it's probably it's probably already been tweeted to us. Um, <laughs> all right, what's next? All right, well, we're going into Star Wars Adventures number eight and Star Wars forty six Mutiny the Comics. Yeah, the comics Did Mutiny at Moncala Part three. Okay. Now, I haven't read these. I am so behind yeah. on my comics, and this is why I listen to Ken. I listen to you, yeah. Jenna. Are you uh, big on the on the comics? I am, but I am behind as well. So behind. I am and too. A lot is- of people have been, and I know. Here's here's one of the things I want to address, and I and I understand the concern and. I feel you. Um, so one of the concerns has been that what we've been doing for a lot of the ca- comics se- section lately is because Ken's backed up on it. So I've been backed up on it. So we've been previewing the comments that are, the comics that are coming out, but we haven't really reviewed them that much. And fans are like, hey, I want to see. I liked when you guys were doing the reviews so I could learn a little bit m- more about the story. I might not have time to read the comics. So I want to know what it's about. And I am completely planning on diving back into it. I have it. It's on my to-do list as far as grabbing the uh, going back online, going to Comixology, reading it. So I am actually going to dive into 46. The Star Wars Adventures one, I don't know if you're going to get a review from me on that one. This is like Ezra holding a bird. So I'm okay with... with uh, but he's so cute. He, the bird has like, what, four eyes, right? Yeah, and there's Gunk Droid in the oh, corner. Oh, Jawa. Look at that. Yeah. Corner. Um, but yes, I will get into these. Those are the ones that are available. Right now, the goal is to let you guys know what's coming out this week. And I will... Do my damnness to make sure that I am caught up next week on the comics that we preview. I'll give you my trying word. All, All right. right. What's next? Well, we're going to go to Twitter questions now. Have, there's no, nothing else as far? Oh, it was just the adventures. You no, there, there's, a, there's a Y-Wing updated no, Lego. Okay. Do me and, a favor. Go on yeah. Star Wars Newsnet right now. No, no, internet, no internet here right Perfect. now. So that's <laughs> like, what's fun. I like how you gave up on the silence part of it, realizing that you're on camera. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So there's no those internet at home. So I listening. Would, yeah, I'd like to give a shout out to our buddies over at StarWarsNewsNet.com yeah. who put together all these articles of Star Wars all around the world and find out all this information. And not only do they do that, they have their own podcast, they have their own articles, their editorials. It's a fantastic website that you guys should check out if you're Star Wars fans. I'm sure that a lot of you already have done that. Do it, and they're a fun follow on Twitter. So make sure you do that as well. Speaking yeah. of Twitter, it's time to hear from you guys. We went through Twitter. 
if you hashtag Collider Jedi Council and go on the Collider Jedi Council Facebook fan group, we have asked some questions. We have gone through your questions and we pick some. Yeah, so we go to Nick Field first, who says, why aren't people worried about Chris Terrio penning the script for Episode 9? The guy's blockbuster track record, Batman v Superman Justice League, isn't exactly sterling. Hashtag Collider Jedi Council. Mm-hmm. Christian, what do you think about that? Give me some more. You have no internet. He's, uh, he Chris also Terrio wrote Argo. Argo. Yeah, see, I'm not yeah. going to blame Chris Terrio for some of the issues of, say, Batman v Superman or, or, um, or Justice League, because I think that... Those movies, there was more of a higher up problem than mm-hmm. there was right. anything else. Like there was a matter of I mean, whether or not you believe there was a director shuffle in Justice League or not. Um, this, the problems that they had in Batman v Superman, the different cuts that they wanted to do. The studio, as is well documented, didn't know what the hell they were doing during those movies. It's not Chris Terrio's fault here because a lot of I mean, Martha. You know, but again, that comes down to, that comes down to the director as well. And I think that the thing is, is that J.J. Abrams co-wrote the first one with Lawrence Kasdan, and, well, the first one, but Episode Seven. He's going to sit down with Chris Terrio and say, "This is where I want to go with this, and let's write this together." That's yeah. so. Uh, that's why I'm not worried about it. Well, the other thing is, um, anyone who's ever done any scripts in Hollywood, they'll mm. very often tell you that it it isn't always just what they write on the page. There, there's input from everywhere, right. and considering this is Lucasfilm, there's going to be a lot of input. And Disney, they're going to have a lot of input. It's uh, script the way you push it across the table and say, "I'm done." Like that rarely ever makes right. it to screen. Unless so, you're Tarantino. Unless you're Tarantino, right. yeah, yeah. It, but it's it's sort of unusual for that to happen. So I really, I think a lot of this is going to be pretty closely monitored. Yeah, I agree with you. What do you think? Yeah, I'm I'm not worried in the least. I think Terrio is a fantastic writer, and it is. Oh, for all the points here, you, you turn in a script, especially you got Lucas, uh, Lucasfilm, you have Disney. This is huge. He just came off of Warner Brothers and DC with a lot of the higher-ups. I mean, look, Justice League is not his fault, not from the script point of view. There was probably a completely different script that was thrown out, and there it, what appears to be lots of reshoots and Joss Whedon writing a lot of that right. for Justice League. So for this, he's sitting down with J.J., He's going to have a great base right there because J.J. has written scripts before. He worked with Kasdan, and it's Chris Terry. I'm sorry. He, Argo is – look at Argo, and yeah. y- you'll yeah. be fine. Yeah, it's, un- and it's unfair to, to judge a writer off of um, produ- a lot of production problems. Yep. Yeah. It, that's, that's, not, that's not a fair thing to do. You look at his <clears> other work, and I'm not worried about it. All right, what's next? All right, Ryan at RyeXN8 says, Collider Jedi Council, what's more likely? Hayden Christensen returns as Anakin in Episode Nine, or – Filoni directs one of the movies in Ryan Johnson's trilogy. I love oh. the question, but and as much as I'd like it, my, I like as much as you know what my answer, what I want to say. I do think the more likely thing, even though I don't think that's going to happen either, is Anakin. I think the really? more li- yeah. the more likely, I yeah. think the more likely thing yeah. is Anakin uh, if he pops up as a Force ghost. But the reason why I don't think it's going to happen is because of the events of happening in Episode Eight. Everyone's going to be looking for the Force ghost of Luke. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. either going to be Force ghost of Luke. And Yoda, maybe, or and Ewan McGregor, probably not. Hayden Christensen, probably not going to happen. No, and the other thing is, I mean, he has actually aged. Not that they couldn't digitally change yeah. that, but as a Force ghost, that would be kind of odd. Do, do you age when you're a Force ghost? Oh, so yeah. that would, I mean, not that it's completely out of the question, but I, I, I don't think it's that likely. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, as far as the Filoni thing goes, I think you're going to see Filoni direct. <laughs> 
Now, if the question would have been Floney directing an episode of Favreau's TV series. Yes, absolutely. Then I'm saying totally. that's almost a guarantee. Yeah, without I, a doubt. Yeah, they are, they are tight. They mm-hmm. have worked together before. I think that um, Favreau understands very much so how important Filoni is to the creative process in general and will be leaning on him sometimes. So I think that Filoni directing a TV episode, once it goes down, put it in as a lock. Like that, that's a Vegas, that's a Vegas money getter. Yeah. But, yeah. but as far as Ryan Johnson's, nah, never going to happen. Yeah, also, um, as that, a reporter, uh, Filoni is the best person in the world at giving you really fun answers without telling you Anything, Anything. Mm. but you've got a better you got a better shot of therm scissor punch being a force ghost <laughs> than you do that happening. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah that's uh, that's the next report. Okay. So therm scissor punch force ghost or no? I'm kidding. Yeah. I just want to yeah. I just want to say therm yes. scissor punch. You just want to keep right. saying it. Right. It's really it just Close. travels. What do off you think, Ralph? Uh, I think that. <laughs> 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 Thank you. I think uh, I would love to see Hayden Christensen return. Right. I was hoping he would but return. Likely though, which one's more likely? I would say Filoni directing is more likely. A Ryan Johnson. I think so. Yeah, more likely. I I think. I think Hayden's done as Anakin. I don't think he's going to show up unless we're going to get some kind of TV show. Maybe in the if if that's where they're going to go in for the streaming service, Fabro line. Um, But even I remember Ryan Johnson talking about the Force Ghost in Episode Eight. He said we can't really use Alec. The Alec Guinness, yeah, which I couldn't right. agree with. I couldn't. Disagree I couldn't disagree with more. more. Yeah. yeah, too. You, yeah. you bring you and McGregor, yeah. fine. Yeah, but I, I see the reasoning behind it, where they can go. Well, Yoda. I mean, we have the puppet. Let's do that. That made sense. More sense there. So it's unlikely. It, it, it seems more likely. And this is fan the fan of me too. I want Filoni to direct a movie. I want to see him travel from TV into. Yeah. The, the movies. I'd be okay with that. Yeah, me, I, me too. I was, I've been calling that for forever. But I, I think that you've got a better road for him to go directing one to five to ten episodes of the new series and then jumping into a film Ooh, after that. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm telling you, I'm more excited about the TV series yeah. now than I am about the movies. Yeah. Like I want to see depending I could all, I could change my tune if I hear that it's it's about something I don't really care about. But if it's in the time period between episode three and episode four or in between episode six and episode seven and there's new characters or old characters or even if it's between four and five i don't know or five and six but there's characters that are i'm gonna see new old i I, i'm pretty i'm pretty excited for that series so yeah we'll see yeah totally what you got all right so tim platt over on facebook i got a chance to speak with ek johnston about the possibility of a second ahsoka novel this past weekend at awesome con she said she had about 10 different ideas while watching the series finale of Rebels. Would you be interested in a sequel covering the time gap at the end of the episode? 100%. Always. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Without a yeah. doubt. I love Ahsoka. Totally down for yeah. anything. Anything that, that gives me more information. And, you know, it's funny because talking with Filoni, I've, he's, he's teased so many things. Well, oh, I know all this stuff that happened. And, I, and Ashley said the same thing. Like, I don't know everything that happened, but I know some of it, and it's so good. So, yeah, give, give me more. E.K. Johnson really nailed what um, made a so- what made Filoni's version of Soka really work, and it was even more poetic, the fact that Ashley Eckstein did the, read, did the audio work for the yeah. novel. Um, that will happen, I think. I think that absolutely will happen because Filoni had the most involvement in any novel in that one because when I had a chance to interview him for the, for the finale, one of my favorite things that he said is, they can't, and talking about anyone who wants to use Ahsoka, they can't use Ahsoka without talking to me. 
And oh, really, and it was, yeah, because that's his well, that's his thing. That's it. That's that's the one. That's the character that really brought him into this world because he was you know he pitched it to uh, George, and then if you think about it, that character he did something that is not easy to do. He took a character that was one of the most hated characters of all time after mm-hmm. one movie. I mean, everyone hated this character. Ashley Eckstein was in tears, like just <laughs> flipped her and made her one of the most popular characters of oh, all yep. time. Now adding some mystery and if you've caught up on rebels learning more about what happened to that character in certain period it's a time yeah sign me up it's a no-brainer i know i want it so much i yeah i I fell in love with that character and i want more i want a movie have you watched are you caught up yet on on yeah i'm caught up okay so i what did i think yeah i loved it i loved it and uh i can't wait i i want more ahsoka i mean obviously with what happened at the end of rebels I think that it's just so rich with what you can do with her. I yeah. want them to do it though, and this is might be a uh, uh, this is going to be a spoiler for those of you who haven't seen Rebels, uh, the latest one. So earmuffs, audience. No, 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 spoiler alert. Um, I think that Filoni's next series is going to be an animated series with Ahsoka and Sabine mm-hmm. looking for oh. Ezra and yeah. Thrawn. Throughout. I would love that. I think that's I think the next animated series. So I want to see that novel come out before that. Yeah. I don't need it to come out afterwards. I need it to come out before that because we're going to get that announcement of that series sooner than later because they, with animation, they're already working on it. Yeah. It's already like they're, they've been locking keys somewhere. They've been shooting episodes. It's, it's, it's a lock already. Um, but the question is when they're going to announce it. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, what's next? Hmm. All right. Uh, all right. David Hayford sends us a very sad comment on Facebook. Do you think we will see... The death of R2-D2 and C-3PO in episode 9? What? Are you insane? Un, uh, uh, no. Are you not, insane, man? Not, not necessary. No. There's, no, there's, there's, no, there's no reason to do it. You got to, like, even though I always say you don't kill the family dog, it's, it's more of a chance that Chewie would die yeah. than it would the droids. There's no reason. The droids can live the you know, short out when. We don't know. It's, 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 because, what's his name? 3PO is only, we know, is only, like, what, 60 years old or something? Well, and 3PO has been blown up so many right. times, and yeah. they put them back together. They'll just so get the a new thing leg happened. or something. Yeah. I don't know. yeah, I don't think that's... No, they're not going to. And plus, if they do, I will be very upset. Yeah, not yeah gonna... there's, there's no reason to. I don't think there's really any stakes to it. Because we've seen 3PO blown up an empire and just put back together the same can be said about r2 he's you know he's shorted out before pulled him off of the death star thing and you know so i think that why why yeah what you said chewy yeah that that would hit more i don't want that to happen either no No, i know i know what you're saying but but yeah but but r2 and r2 there's no reason to do it it would be Silly to do it. Just only reason they would do it is really if they really want to put like BB-8. Would we have to find out is like put out like a mob hit on him because he wanted to be the only droid, <laughs> right? Him and him and Therm working together. Totally. <laughs> now, Therm scissor punch is going right. to die. He, he's going to get what killed. If, what if he did? What if he just showed up like they didn't even say his name? It's like Han. This is Therm. <laughs> oh, yeah, they do a little Indiana Jones yeah. callback. Never Therm mind. scissor punch right. is doing this, and Han just blasts him. Oh, Therm. We hardly knew you. We hardly knew you. Therm scissor punch. <laughs> All right, we're going to Brandon McKinney, who says the novelization of The Last Jedi briefly mentions a short savage war with the Imperial remnants and the New Republic after the Rebellion won. Will we ever be able to see this time period? I mean, anytime there's a chance for a book, yeah, you, it's yeah. a possibility. 
Yeah. The possibility, the possibility of another mention of it. I don't know how much they'll dive into it, but I think that once the trilogy is wrapped, the saga trilogy, that's when you're going to start to see a lot more novels because I think for a long time we're not going to get any more of this time period. Yeah. For a while. So then only thing we're going to get because we still have there's so many questions to be answered between 6 and 7. Yeah. There's so many questions in between 3 and 4 still. There's so many questions in between 5 and 6. Um so there's tons of novels that they could do. But the authors that are writing these books will also have to have all the information from the movies in this trilogy. Because then, once the Ryan Johnson trilogy comes out, then there'll be new books in that era. And then the, the, when the Old Republic thing comes out with, with Benioff and Weiss, um, that stuff will have its own sets of books. So I think that they will mention it at some point, but who knows what we could get. Yeah, I mean, we could even get like a limited run comic book. Yeah. About that, because right. that's those. I mean, that's perfect for limited run. That totally makes sense. I yeah. mean, if you, you know, like short war, perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 exactly. Ten episodes. That's it. Ten, yeah. ten issues. Or, and maybe Filoni works works that into his new new thing. Who knows? What yeah, you- I'm wondering. Is, will it be a TV? kind of thing mm-hmm. with Filoni. Um, I mean, you, you mentioned like there's still more to be, or are you curious for more of between three and four? I'm less curious because I feel like we're getting solo Rogue One. We're getting some of these things. I'm really, really interested less in this, just what the hell Luke was doing in between six, um, between and, seven. six yeah. and seven. Yeah. That's yeah. what I want to see. Yeah. That's I, what I really want to well, see. Well, three and four, I mean, look, the, we haven't really gotten that much. We've gotten in between, we've gotten in between, um, like Rogue One was, you know, like a couple of months before episode four. Right. And Han Solo will be like, eh, But I've seen more. Before. That's You've what I'm saying. More. I've seen more, I so still, I have less questions. That's why I think I, I – well, but there's there's still a good chunk of time in of between. That's like 19, 20 years or whatever. Well, yeah, there's tons. I think that – that's why I think that I would like to see the TV series go there. Yeah. Because I still think that there's something that they can do where they can pop in our favorite characters and new characters inside of that. And I still want to see an arc to where we still haven't seen Vader hunting down Jedi. We yeah. still haven't seen that yet. Yeah. And I want to – I mean, we've seen it in comics, but I want to see it in, in whether it's TV or, or movies. Yeah. All right. So the last question last comes one. from George Magia. Hello, George. How do you guys feel about not getting a romantic theme for this trilogy? OT gave us Han and Leia's theme. PT gave us Across the Stars. In my opinion, two of the greatest tracks in all of Star Wars. Also, what is your all-time favorite Star Wars track? You get two for one. And that um, one, George. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to steal Riley's because I know what Riley's is. My all-time favorite Star Wars track is... Um, well, do you know mine? Uh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's Leia's theme and Yoda. Okay, you do know mine. Leia's theme, same for me. Leia's theme, without a doubt. I mean... Leia's theme is just gorgeous. It makes me cry. It makes me cry, too. Thank you. High five. Yeah, high five. They're both very good, but mine is still... um, It's Palpatine's theme. The, I love that. Yeah. I the, love the, that you love Palpatine's the, 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 the Sith theme is is incredible. It's incredible yeah. the way that they use it. And I, it's funny because when I read, I read the Darth Bane trilogy that was no longer canon, but I read it. It's uh, Drew Carpetian's series of books, which I still recommend to anybody. And I remember reading those, and I just listened to that song. Oh yeah. Loop. Oh. In he loop. would. Te- you would text me. <laughs> yeah. You gave me that book, and you're like, "Are you are you reading it? Yeah, I'm reading it." Do you have your music on? I'm like, yeah. oh no, hold on. <laughs> yeah, you got to read it in loop. It, it sets it. It sets it so well. That's and I, cool. And I love when they do it in like Mark Thompson, who was like the best at the audiobooks when he uses his voice, and they use those themes like during like when I when I was listening to some of like Darth Plagueis novel. Yeah. They played it in the background. It's just so effective. So I love that one. Um, as far as why isn't there a love theme? If we get one, it'll be Poe and Ray. Yeah. Um, yep. and we might not 
So, and like you said, I don't necessarily need one this time around. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not, like I said, I'm not anti-romance. I, yeah, I love yeah. love. I love love. Yeah. But I don't, I don't need it in all my movies. So I'm really okay if it's not there. If it fits. If it fits. Right. Have you, there's other things you can set to music. Exactly. Yeah. John Williams hasn't had a chance to do right. a love theme right now. He's, yeah. he's scoring what he's seen and right. he's creating. I mean, I think the closest we'd get, you could say that Ray's theme is very reminiscent to Leia's theme. Yeah. I in 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 fact, it's starting to become one of my favorites. Great theme. Yeah. I am playing that. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah, I am playing that yeah. when I saw him at Hollywood Bowl. I mean, he just gushed oh. about yeah, it, it. Yeah. and and the the reason he wanted to come back for eight to do I mean, it again, right? Yeah. Just to he's like, who, so nobody can do Ray's theme. So I love that one. I I don't think uh, if we do get one in um, episode nine, it will be Poe and Ray and John Williams. He's up. He's ready, and I and I can't wait to hear that. Yeah. All right, that's everything in the world of Star Wars today. I'd like to thank my panel first, Jenna Bush. Thank you for joining us. Where can the kids find you? You can find me online at Jenna Bush, B-U-S-C-H, like the beer, not the president. Right. You can find uh, my show Super Dork House on Super Dork House on YouTube. And you can find my writing on Sci-Fi Fangirls. Absolutely. Go ahead and do that and follow her channel. And our good friend Dorina is also on that yes. show. So please go and check that out. Uh, Mr. Mark Riley, where can they find you? You can find me here at Collider Video every day and at Riley Around on Twitter and Instagram. Great. And for me, I'm me. You can follow me at Christian Harloff. And once again, guys, please go to iTunes and check out exactly what we're doing here. If, you want, if you're driving on the road, you got us now for about 45 minutes to an hour. I don't know where you're driving. I'm just assuming that's how long it takes you because that's how long it takes me to get to work. Enjoy it. We'll talk to you next time. May the force be with you. Always. Napa know-how. This month, Napa's got all kinds of motor oil deals that can save you some serious cash. Like a five-quart jug of Napa Full Synthetic Motor Oil for just $16.49. With savings like that, you may start feeling like a VIP. But don't let it go to your head. These oil deals are for everyone. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General States pricing. Sales prices not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. Offer ends 831.20. It's that little chico pitbull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game, so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.